dedication, discipline, passion, sacrifice, rise and rise again. Welcome to Any Given Chance. So here we go, Any Given Chance. Welcome. Now, I've got to get this intro right, mate, because it is a massive one. I'm actually so honoured to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Two-time Olympian, two-time Commonwealth Games, 217 amateur fights, 180 wins. That puts you at a win rate of 80%. I think I said it before when we were talking. I wish I was fucking on you for all those wins. This is the super bandweight and super fly division. WBF, WBU super flyweight title, 23rd Indigenous Olympian, and you've paved the way many more. You work in the community and keeping keeping your hands to yourself, which focuses on drug and alcohol violence while you're out there. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Hall. Hello, buddy. <laughs> mate, I, I feel like I'm sitting with royalty right now, mate. You know, being your mate, Matt, I've, I've never really dove into your career until we spoke about doing this. And then, mate, there's pages on you. And yeah, there is. I haven't been on Google or anything for a while, but a lot of people do say there's a lot mate. on there that... And, just remind you, all the little memories come up about and yeah. sort of shit I've done that. Yeah. So that's what we're about here. Like, um, obviously, the podcast, Any Given Chance, finding stories of people, you know, who consistently were on the grind and consistently chasing that dream. And, mate, um, we did a couple earlier uh, this week on guys who are chasing that dream and what they're actually, the energy that they're putting into it to get in there. You're the opposite of them. You've done it. You've been there. You've done the hard yards. And you're going back in the ring. Well, yeah, silly me going back in again. But, um, you know, what a, my advice to young people is always just dream big and um, that's something that I live off and, you know, just like challenge myself so I'm yeah. back again. <laughs> so how many days was it? I think we just spoke about that. Um, I've been out of the ring for, oh, 2,107 days will be when I fight in three weeks' time. So probably the biggest or the most, you know, interactive time out of the ring. But it'll all be worth it. Yeah. Because yeah. your last fight was for the, uh, the WBC title, wasn't it? Yeah. Against Rex, Rexo? Rexo, yes. Yeah, so. And absolute fucking war. Yeah, a good war over there. Um, you know, he was a young boxer. I think he's 19 and 0, really. Still, uh, he went back to the amateurs to try for the Tokyo Olympics. Oh, I don't know how he went with that because of COVID rules. So yeah, it yeah. a lot of um, the last qualifications. I think he was in that last qualification. So yeah. he might be out of that team. He might be going back to pro. He hasn't, I don't think he's... He's only fought as an amateur since I last fought him. So we had a good war there and I went over to his, you know, Hong Kong. And yeah. The atmosphere is just crazy. It's there. nuts. It's, it's, we just had Justin Wood on there and he, he rode track work over yeah. in Hong Kong. And he said, living over there for a year, he goes, it's just another level of just energy and people crammed into one place and then it erupts. And your one, especially, I watched you fight again, like I said um, earlier, and it, it was an absolute war. There was non-stop entertainment. You'd go bang, 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 and he'd fire back with 10, and then after you'd cop 10, you'd fire back with 20, and, mate, it was one of the most entertaining fights I've ever seen. Yeah, man, no, probably like. It was one of those fights where it was either a make or break sort of thing. So yeah. I could do good things for me yeah. or couldn't do it, you know. But I came back from that and um, I retired again. And then I trolled for the again. games in Gold Coast. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah as in life. So, mate, uh, if we can, let's go back to the start. I'll get your story out there and, um, you know, really... 
find why, where the passion for boxing. I mean, 217 amateur fights, that's huge, mate. That's massive. How did it all evolve? When did you first walk into a ring? No, no, no. Oh, I first started boxing at the age of 10. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to play footy for Wendy Magpies down in Sydney there. And, you know, I'm, I was just too small. I was just, you yeah. as a speed up, really. And Dad said, that's it. You need confidence, right? You got three things. Taekwondo, karate, or boxing. And I said, oh, let's do boxing. Do you want to take up karate? Nah. No, 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 no. Karate kid was huge at the time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, I, I was very rocky, you know. Yeah. But um, walked into Paramount of PCYC and um, it all happened from there. Um, you know, my first coach looked at me. It was it was a bit different because I was in front of the mirror for three months. Yeah, right. I was to hit a bag. Yeah, right. So it was pretty bloody boring. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he did a lot of more footwork. Yeah. Um, up and down the ring. It's how you throw a jab and said they're the three most important punches that you need to learn and that was your your jab, your one, two and your one, two, three. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know, but I lost my first ten fights as well. Yeah, right. Um, straight in a row. But my coach then said to me, You make come off games in two thousand two when I was ten years old. Yeah, right. And I said, Oh, okay. After losing ten fights. Yeah. Thank you. So first ten fights, gone. So yeah. that that was when you're ten years old. You basically get thrown in there, getting beat every week. Yeah, and back then boxing was big. Like you had to them nearly every second week, like at PCYC. Yeah, PCYC club down in New South Wales were huge. Yeah, like on the coast, I think there's only one. Yeah, that's right. So we used to have fights all the time. You'd fight, I'd cry. That's it, Dad. I'm not fighting no more. Don't yeah. But then on Monday afternoon, I was back in the back in the gym. Yeah, and, and I just loved it. I don't know what it was or anything like that. I just loved. Going there, I still speak to my first coach. You know, we we need to have a catch up and and talk. And I got everyone back. Yeah. But one fellow that's Cliffy Rose and he's in Dubbo. Oh no, who he is? What opponent was? You were in the hunt, bro. Uh, there's still there's still one more fight in there. How's that? You still you, you remembered every ten and you chased yeah. them down and you got them back. Got them all back later yeah. on. But that, my my coach always said that he goes, I remember. You always said to me when I was little, you said, none of these fights really matter yeah. until you're a senior. Yeah. Senior to where it's going to matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, when you're representing Australia, yeah. when you're doing this, when you're doing that. And I went, oh, okay. Well, how yeah. many times do you see, and this is through rugby league as well, juniors making rep sides, making all that. By the time they get 15, 16, they're not in rep sides, they're not even playing. Yeah. And everyone who sticks to the grind or sticks at it and goes, myself especially, I didn't do anything until I started training seriously when I was, when I was 18, 19. Mm. And that's when your career takes off. So, yeah. but it sounds like your coach, great coach, fundamentals. Straight oh, he up. Seen, he's saying something near me that yeah. you know, like when you're at ten, you don't really know what these um Commonwealth games are. Really, I didn't. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't really know how big the the Olympics were until you sort of start training for it. Yeah. And you start looking into it. Yeah. This is this guy could be an Olympian. Yeah. yeah. So, mate, that's huge. So. That was, um, yeah, like you said, down there, PCY, down, down south. Um, so you grew up down there, grew up down... Yeah, grew up just outside of Paramount. I was in between Paramount and Blacktown. You yeah. Know, um, I wouldn't say it was that rough. It was, it was fun. Yeah. I suppose when you're that age, you yeah. know, you're oblivious to everything else. No, and we, and we didn't have any of that. Like, we, you know, I lived with my brothers and sisters and I had my cousins living out in the Granny Flat out the back, so we were yeah. always pretty busy. We all loved our sports. Yeah. 
you know, whatever sport was on TV, we played that in the street. Yeah. So for rugby league, we played outside the house when the tennis season kicked off. We were out on the road, tennis, hitting tennis, and yeah. car coming, and off the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game yeah. off, game yeah. on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, that's where um, everyone's skills were honed back in the day, wasn't it? So, so. Mate, no. I reckon, uh, branching on that, Springfield is going to be where we're going to get the next superstars from Queensland. Because I'm doing building out there, and um, you look at every backyard, and every backyard's a square yep. footy field or oh, something like yeah. that, and there's just a thousand of them, yeah. and mate, that's all the kids are going to have to do out there. Mate, so. and, and kids need to get out there and have that. Yeah. Um, you know, we were lucky that we, back then, you know, there wasn't phones yeah. or anything like that. No, that's um, right. And a neighbourhood full of kids, which is even better. Yeah, we so, did. Yeah, and so we had a community. Yeah, park down the road, you know. You yeah. Know, Close mates, like your footy mates, so like on a Tuesday you had, so on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday was boxing, Tuesday, Thursday was footy, footy mates, yeah. and then no, Sunday you sleep at your mates' house. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Bean was yeah. on, followed yeah. by Friday night footy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so your first actual title fight, when did that happen? You know, when she was in June, was that like 14, 15, when, uh, when, you, when yeah, you started turning up? Probably 13, I went to my first, oh, I won my first state title. Yep. Then I went to the Australian titles, which would have been about, I don't know if it was 93 around then, maybe. Yep. Oh no, I think I started in 93, probably 96, 96, 97. And um, my record going to the Australian title, my first Australian title was three wins, 14 losses. Yeah, right. And Arthur Tunsil didn't want to take me. Yeah, right. So Arthur Tunsil, you know, pretty known in the boxing game. And uh, he said to my coach, I'm not taking him. He's had three wins, four in losses, he's not going to do anything. And my coach said to him, he said he'll win the Australian title. Yeah. Um, Lo and behold. Went down there, we won. Come back with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the very first one, so yeah. Yeah, that's sort of a turning point for you there. Turning point, 35 kilos. Yeah. So, and then the, the wins started to add up from there. So. Yeah, right. So what happened from there? Like, um, I know you were at some stage uh, got a scholarship with the Australian Institute of Sport, was it? Yeah. Was that later on? Or that was later on, yeah. yeah. So later on. So keep going through your junior career from yeah, there. Just yeah, yeah. Just kind Yeah, just kept that wherever we had to go. You know, you had fights. You used to jump in the, in the bus and travel up to Newcastle, yeah. travel out west, out to Dubbo, um, you know, yeah. all these mad trips. Like, yeah. when you coach and with your team, it was fun. Yeah. You'd, don't really get that too much now. No. Like as a big boxing group, you know, we had some of the good fighters back in the day. But, you know, just kicked off, you had to win your state title and then a couple of Australian yeah. titles. I think my first um, probably senior title as a, um, you know, as a, as a senior was, or oh, representing Australia was a 99 um, Tahiti, or over in Tahiti, Oceana Games, yeah. so, um, or Oceana Championship. What is what is what Yeah, that was what? my first one. When I put on the green and gold, and I lost that one to Ramesh, Ramesh, who we're close mates and yeah. we've been in a couple of teams together. I got food poisoning over there and woke up. You know, I was pretty crook and went in there and fought, and you know, not much you can do. I ended right. up losing, and um, yeah. but you know, walked away with a silver medal then, and so yeah, it all kicked off from there. And then yeah. that's sort of when the series started to come in, yeah. all, a year out from Sydney Olympics. Yeah, right. Turn screws and you start thinking, oh, now, now's yeah. the opportunity, now's yeah. the chance, now's yeah. the chance. So, time in the ring, basically. Since you were 10, to basically when this point where you started to turn the screws and aim for the Olympics, you would have had, what, 100 fights under your belt? Oh, uh, nearly. Would have, yeah, close, yeah, probably. Which yeah. you don't see at all. No. 
anywhere these and, and within the boxing community, like you said, that it's such a long wait yeah. between a promoter or, or someone putting on a fight now. There's none of the like week in, week out. Like, no. It's not like it's, it's a competition like football is everyone every yeah. weekend. And and Queensland do it pretty good. A lot of trouble happened down in Sydney where or New South Wales where they end up taking you have to be over fourteen to fight. Yeah, right. Well, the little ones, yeah. So any of the like when I was ten to fourteen, we get developed in another yeah. sport, and they are yeah. addicted to that other sport because yeah. they were half good at yeah. it. And yeah. made Took them all away, and um, I don't know what it was. I think it's just a bit worried about them. Yeah, mate. I can say right now, mate. Boxing, I'd rather my kids do boxing than rugby. Oh, I understand. And back then, we had a hit gear. Yeah, you know, we got to, oh, I did got hurt. Yeah. But you know, or if an older guy got knocked out, or not knocked out, or got hit, where he was a little bit concussed, he got 28 days. He wasn't allowed to fight until no. another 20 well, days. Well, we'd be fine. Same thing. Yeah. Knee in the head, I'd be KO'd, KO'd three times a year, find the $2 coin in the grass. Yep. Going, where is it? Where I think I found it, mum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Boom, next week, no, you're all right. Yeah. Get out there, you're all right. Yeah, back at training, tackling. And yeah, tackling. same thing with injuries. Yeah. Yeah. We'd just go shoulders two weeks later, you feeling all right, go play. So, um, yeah, I see that like now that I'm a bit more involved in boxing and boxing gyms and whatnot. I don't see as many young kids having that opportunity that you've spoken about, but I do see a lot of kids getting pulled out or worried about the, the contact and, um, like you said, the actual physicality of it because everyone thinks you're in a fight. But to play rugby league or something like that and, and boxing, I'd rather try my kid in a boxing club. From that 10 to 15 years. Especially amateur. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So you start getting that power, yeah. that knockout power. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, and, and it's great for the kids' confidence as yeah. well to walk around. And that was one of the reasons why I went there was yeah. just sort of the confidence to get back on the football field and not be a speed up. Yeah, um, but I loved it. Yeah, loved yeah. it too much. Yeah. <laughs> so. Addicted. So, mate, we're turning the screws. But we're heading into the to the Olympic trials. What's going on here? What's going um, through your mind? How? Where you're training at, what's happening, and how did you actually make the team? Because a lot of people don't know. Oh, um, listen to it. It was a bit weird. It all, it, all, it all came pretty quick. You know, we had the 99 Oceanas. You know, I got beat by Ramesh Fernando. Yep. And he was the 48 kilo. I was 48 kilos back then. He was the 48 kilo champion. He was in the A team. So how it all happens is you have to win your state title, which I did. Then we went to an Australian title. So on the Gold Coast, training for the oh, fighting for the Australian spot, I won the Australian title, and then it's Oceana. So yeah. you had to win gold at the Oceana. So basically, you had to win every fight. Yeah. State title on. Yeah. Is that is it still the same process today? Do you know, mm-hmm. or um, is it different sort of qualifying? For oh, I think they do. They do it with um, rankings now. Okay. I think it's, yeah. But that last one, you really need to win. Yeah. But back then, if you lost, you. Go all the way back down to the end of the ladder, and you'd work, work your way back up. Oh. So you had to be on your game. But if you got beat by, so if I was at the Aussie titles and you got beat by me, and I won gold, and you got beat by me, you could challenge the silver medalist yeah. for the B spot. For the B spot, okay. yeah. So I'd be a A spot. Yeah. If you, yeah. yeah. And then what happens? We'll take two an A side and a B side to the Oceanas. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Whoever won that Oceana. So how many spots was it in the Olympic team for your uh, weight division? No, only one spot. So there's one spot. Yeah, one so, you, so everyone in that weight division was quite yeah, yeah, And yeah. you nailed it twice. I nailed it twice, yeah. But what it was, we had 12 spots, I think it was, for Sydney. Yep. So if another country won, they would go at that spot. Okay. Yep. Australia wouldn't take anyone. 
Yeah. So I think in when we went to Sydney, we didn't take a 91, it was a Samoan. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the rest was all Aussies. Yeah. Um, same with same with Athens. Yeah. I think the Athens, Australia had all the spots. Yeah. And actually we had the 81 spot. Yeah. So hats off to Australia, Australia boxing. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. on, but the whole thing's changed now. It's um, yeah. you know. More of a system. Yeah, a system. It's sort of like seeded as well. Yeah. We've never had that. You okay. just get fucking the draw or whatever. And I always just get the shitty straws. And like, you know, I'll yeah. be fighting every day. I knew I'd fight every day. Yeah. It's just how it happened. You just yeah. have to go in there and, and fight, you know. And when we're at Canberra fighting and you watch, I can't remember who I fought the first one. I think I fought someone from Vanuatu. And then Ramesh got beat in the semi. Oh, really? Yeah, he got beat by the PNG. And then I fought the PNG. PNG and drafted him. And yeah, beat him pretty convincingly. But Sydney Olympics to me wasn't the best Olympics for me. You know, I got disqualified for not making weight. Oh. And, you know, that was my hometown. I was in 20 minutes away from yeah, right. the village. So I, I seen that them stadiums getting built yeah. every day going to train. I used to train at Bankstown and, you know, train on the way back. Going to train, you see the stadium going, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there soon. Or, yeah. So what happened there? Uh, I had a growth spurt. Yeah. Um, you know, totally different training. When yeah. you're at training camp, you we were training for four months overseas. You know, okay. just put muscle on in the wrong areas. Yeah, wrong areas, and I just couldn't do it. I just, what you want, yeah, yeah, you know, and weighed in on that day, forty-eight point three kilos, and you know, got the score from. What'd you have to do? Forty-eight. Yeah. So Sydney. Three hundred grams. Yeah, Sydney to me, not the best games. Yeah. Um, the light of fire, or your pistol, or whatever. You know, what, what and you mainly, oh, you know, depression. The impression that I didn't know that I had for a while after it. Yeah. Um, I hate Sydney now. Yeah. Just bring back Don't like going there. No. Um, the best thing that it did for me was made me a better man. Yeah. Um, if that didn't happen, it had to work out like that because it changed the way how I end up fighting or how I went into a fight. Yeah. I had a, to prove to a lot of people yeah. how I deserve to be at the number one. Yes. So I changed a lot of things. Because so, a lot of people would have seen that as a wasted opportunity, you know. Oh, oh yeah, that was bad. Go, yeah. You're kidding yeah, yourself, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could have also thought, yeah, this yeah. And, you know, hitting the streets, people going, oh, you're the kid that didn't make weight. Yeah, man, that's me. You know, so I just oh. had a lot of, lot of things to prove. I didn't speak to a national coach until yeah. I made Athens Olympics. Yeah, right. We did not talk to each other. Yeah, and right. I made an Aussie side. Well, we went to the Commonwealth Games here. Yeah. He did not coach me. <laughs> yeah, so we hated each other. So it's still a bit of filth kind of there. No, we, yeah. um, yeah. When, I, when I made Athens, yeah. when I made the weigh-in at Athens Olympics, we both sat down and we spoke and said, all right, shit's aside. Let's go. Let's go. And, and that was the best thing that I wanted. Yeah. Was, all right, yeah, yeah. part of the thing. Yeah. Oh, I know. Part, I've always thought part of the thing yeah. that I had his respect, you know, yeah, yeah. German coach, yeah. didn't take no bullshit. Yeah. Um, you know, I was an embarrassment to him yeah. because of what happened. Because of what happened. Yeah, so. A tough thing to carry around on your shoulders. Like, how old were you then? I was seven. Oh, 18. 18. 18 at, at, um, at so you're still fucking young, dumb, full of cum. Yeah, trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, you know, I just, right? you know, you don't realise how big the Olympics is until you're there. Yeah. Like, you walk in there. And 
you can see like all this new estate here, the Olympics probably the same size as the Kenya here now. Yeah. So it's huge. Yeah. Buses running through it. Yeah. We had the Commonwealth Games yeah. on the Gold Coast and that was would have been you know, quarter of yeah. what it's like. Buses running through it, you got you know, you got two mining halls the size of two football fields. Yeah. Um and you're rubbing shoulders with the best best yeah. athletes. Athletes. Like, you know. It's crazy. I mean, I still remember this opening ceremony yeah. and you got hundred and ten thousand crazy Aussies just yelling. It yeah. was scary, it was exciting at the same time just screaming yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. and just going, Whoa and like you just walk in and you're just looking and just and you got that buzz where you know Is this real? Is this yeah. real? It's and you gotta come home. Yeah. Yo, you come back to the village and you can't sleep that night. No. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you, um, it's on, it's on. And back then it was old school, like, so you hit the streets, people come up, autographs, you, you know, yes. a camera, you would have to wait 24 hours for it to be developed. Yeah. So it wasn't like uh, selfies here and there. Yeah, no, no, let me get yeah. another one. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 that one didn't work. No, 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 Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah, sign me a little book. Yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah. It's like a different world now. It's like, uh, do me a shout out. Yeah. Do me a fucking, yeah, and, that's, um, yeah, that's a digital signature. But we had a great side back then. Yeah. It was, um, you know, we had Danny Green, Paul Miller, Justin Kane, Danny yeah. Gill. You know, out of that group, there's probably, you know, oh, Danny Gill is a, a world champion, Danny Green. Yeah. Um, you know, Nick Katsidis, yeah. another one. Yeah. Um, so, and we were, it was, Daddy. it was tough. Yeah. You know, I was young. I remember Danny Green pulling me aside. There was a bit of divide in our team when yeah. we were over in um, our last competition sparring, really near now. And... Half the team didn't want to have sparring because they didn't want to get injured, and half the other team said, No, this is our I need to do it. Yeah. And I was sitting in the middle going, Fuck, I don't know what to do. And I remember Danny Greenfield just like, Yeah, he will fucking, he will spar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I ended up sparring, I remember knocking down a German in the sparring. Holy shit. Yeah. How was that? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm ready, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Shit happens, and I, I didn't make way. It, it affected me for a while, but what it did, it made me mentally strong. Yeah. Like, right. So when do you think that turning point happened? And was it a pinpoint, or did you just did you just go back to work and start getting back on the ground? Uh, well, I had some time off. Yeah, I think it was the the Commonwealth two thousand two Commonwealth Games. All I wanted, I went up a weight division, the fifty one, the flyweight division. Did that help? You think? All I wanted to do was make the side. Yeah, okay. I wasn't worried about um, medals or anything like that. Yeah, I just wanted to make the side to prove to people on the Olympian that yeah. I'm back. And this is that come off, so it's out back yeah. and watch out from 2004 because I'm going to come back to this one. Okay, yeah. So I went through, I went to the Commonwealth Games, I got beat by Sri Lanka over there, but my main goal was just to make the side. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do, yeah. to say that I, I still belong here. Yeah. Um, I'm not going anywhere, no. I'm not I'm not disappearing, yeah. it doesn't matter how much he's having here. Yeah. Yeah. But 2004 was totally different. Yeah. Totally different, like how I was mentally, yeah. who I had to fight, I had to. Toughest draws had to fight two other Olympians. Yeah. My old Olympian, you know, Olympic teammate from Sydney, Earl Wilshire. He was in the division as well. Yeah. But I smoked everyone. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. yeah. Or we just have a mercy rule. So if you were beating someone by 15 points or more, they'd stop the fight. Yeah, right. So anyway, if I skipped the selections for um, for the 2004 uh, Athens, was, um, you know, Australian titles were there. You know, I had the tough draw again. I had to fight uh, a guy from Iran moved over here, and he was Olympian. I had to fight him first. I beat him by 10. Then I beat Il, Il by, uh, I think it was 10 as well. But then I went to win to Oceanus. Yeah. It was a shitty draw again. I had five fights. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's all good. 
Well, I'm not sort of in a competition. My first fight's always pretty sluggish. Okay. Like, I guess... Building into it. Yeah, I scraped through and I yeah. had like a pretty bad performance. Yeah. But I don't know what it was. I was on fire right there. Ended up beating the Venoise. So I stopped him in round two. Yeah. The next fight, I fought Fiji. I beat him 24-4. Yeah. Um, next one, I beat again by that much. And then I beat Earl 20-11 in the final. Okay. So I just... Just hit, hit that yeah. flow zone. Yeah, just... So what what was the difference, you reckon, in your training regimes? Well, you said you, you missed weight in the first one and then you started turning it up a notch in the Commonwealth Games to say, hey, I'm here, and, and then get to those oscillations and make the side. What were you doing different? I had to... There was little things that people don't see behind the things. So, like, um, oh, every morning I'd wake up and train. Like, yeah. always do something in the morning. Like, I trained twice a day, but in the end I changed it. To qualify to be in that position again, I was waking up at midnight and going for a run. Yeah, right. I said, right, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to train. I'm going to be. And I'm just going to do it because I need to. Yeah. As much as you get a little bit of extra cardio, yeah. this thing, switching on, going, I'm doing this. I moved moved from Sydney up to here. Yeah. To be with a good good mate up here, Justin Mm -hmm. Haynes, who ended up winning gold at the Commonwealth. Yep. More fights up here. I just changed everything. I yep. moved away from home. I hated, like I said, I hated Sydney. Yep. I, to tell you the truth, I think I've only been down to Sydney in the last 20 years probably three times. Yeah, right. I just don't like it. Ah, it's just brings back bad memories. Or, yep. you know, uh, I was there not longer, I think two years ago, and for an uh, Olympic program or something was on an event, and um, where it was was where the village was built. Yeah. Oh, where the village is. And right. I was like, walk around and go, oh shit, this used to be the, um, that was where we were looking this used to be the far end of the village. Yeah. And just little things like, it took me a while to call myself a dual Olympian. Yeah. I never called myself an Olympian until I made Athens. Yeah. Bit of money, but then when I went to Athens, it was totally different. So I changed all that, like I said, the training, yeah. but I had to wake up. I wanted to do more. Yeah. So I had to eat better. Yeah. Hang around with positive people. Yeah. Um, not our party on me, like I said, I missed my 18th, I missed my 21st. Yeah. And, and my mate's new. Yeah. My mate's new, alright, he's on, he's on the path. Yeah. So they got on board rather yeah. than going, ah, oh, fuck it, let's yeah. go. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're, and they're all my Sydney mates down there too, like they, yeah. they knew what I went through. And, yeah. you know, when you don't see your mate, like I could go down to Sydney now and see their mates, yeah. and everything's fine. It's like how we left off. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, found, I found that when you do make that positive change, especially myself being an athlete and, and losing control and fucking blowing out you know, 135 kilos and when I was coming back onto it as soon as I told your mates and all that so this is the part or as soon as I started doing it the, your real mates and, and everyone around you noticed what you're doing they were on board yeah. and they'd actually help you yeah. we'd go, I'd go to the pub and the pub sit down the boys and they'd make sure that there was no beers within that half of the time yeah. there was no temptation there was a soda water in front of me or something like that and um, like you said hanging around positive people and that mate that, I've got no time for negative people anymore. Yeah. And how much does it change your energy? And change oh, your focus. focus. Yeah. And you've got, to, you've got to put yourself around them people. Yeah. Um, like what you just said then with mates. I remember when I was trying to lose weight for Sydney, I left the village. I stood down the village, mm. went home and said, oh, I need help, I need to lose some weight. And I had about 10 of my mates hit the street with me. We went running. Yeah. I about 10k. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't even get a sweat up. So, like, there was... Yeah. You were ripped up. Yeah. 7% body fat. Yeah. What, what more could you lose? Sort yeah. of thing? Like, if you did, you would have had to do it systematically over a four-week period. Yeah, it was just going. And I remember yeah. sitting in the sauna or sitting in there with 
uh, James Swan, another boxer of ours, and he, he took me off the coach and said, no, and he hit so that's a massive issue I find with boxing as well. I, I don't understand it. Um, jockeys are exactly the same, cutting weight. Did you have to cut much weight to fight, or um, did you always try and bring down a couple of kilos to get into that? that oh, I sort of can after the Sydney Olympics. Well, as an amateur, I tried. We we had a rule when we were in the Australian team that you couldn't be above the next weight division. Yeah. So we always had to weigh in all the time. So yeah. I couldn't go over fifty four kilo. Yeah. So around yeah. three kilo. Yeah. yeah but before yeah. I had to lose like six or seven to get yeah. down to forty eight. Jockeys, mate. I see my mates doing it every week. They walk around 62. They ride at 56 yeah. every weekend. They're, they're cutting, they're cutting out. Mate, you're rinsing your kidneys, you're rinsing your yeah. It's not good for you. At least, um, so if you're fine. Well, I suppose you guys are fine a lot at that time. Well, it wasn't like it once a month. It was, no, no, we'll fight. We'll fight. Fine. And plus, we had to train well, we'll overseas for like three or four months. So, say, when you were going for those, you just had five fights within five days, basically, to win. Yes, yeah, so every, every time we had the fight, we had to weigh in. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not like a professional where you fight one, uh, weighing once. No. You put on weight, it's, um, yeah, the control. So after you fight, you'd be skipping and running to... To stay down. Yeah. And so, you, you only have a certain percentage of hydration that you'd have to be able yeah. to put back in your body. You wouldn't yeah. be able to re... re no, and it. usually, in, like, in the Olympics or something <laughs> like that, you'd have a fight, rest day, fight. Fuck. Yeah, that's still nuts, man. So... Especially if you, you, you keep, you're walking around naturally three kilos heavy or even yeah. two kilos heavy to, to deplete yourself and stay, but basically dehydrate. Well, yeah, in the, when what you're in the it? village, yeah, yeah, yeah. dehydrate. When you're in the village, you just have to, you know, when you go into the village and you have a look at the dining room, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. There's knackers in there. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. I heard yeah. there's like a, a line up of yeah, athletes. Yeah, there's knackers. You can just go up and you say, you have a number one, that could be a Big Mac meal, number two, you, you get whatever you want. There's fridges full of coke, you just open it, you get it. Magnums, there's ice creams. You what, free? Everything free? All put on? Yeah, it's just like going into a shop and you just get whatever you want. You did it. It's huge. So you well, just, someone said that as well, just touching base on that, um, that, you know, 50% of the athletes there know they're not going to win mm. at the Olympics. So they're also there, great, they're qualified to the best in their country and whatnot, but they know the next level of tier yeah, is going for medals is yeah. different. So they sort of relax a little bit and enjoy their, where you were sort of, you didn't get to eat those three no. number ones, number twos, number sevens, and yeah. a magnum. No, not till yeah, not till we're finished or you know, or we get beat. Yeah. You know. So, um, like I said, because well, I was speaking about hydration and cutting weight and that and whatnot. Because the, the number one thing we learn through rugby league and everything like that is, you know, if you're one percent, five percent dehydrated, it's a thirty percent effort loss. Mm. But I guess it evens the playing field because everyone else was basically on the same boat, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. So it wasn't like just shit thing to bring in, but it's sort of like a Lance Armstrong sort of thing. Yeah. He was he was saying, well, everyone else was doing it, so yeah. I'm doing it. So I suppose if, if, if you're depleted, you know, 80% of your competitors are also depleted. Yeah. So you're on that sort of level. All the same, yeah. But I don't understand why, yeah, yeah, I don't know how they're going to work that out in fighting as well. Because you, you see big guys, mm. they can cut 
15 kilos. Oh, and, and, yeah. and get down, and then by the time they're in the ring, they're fucking huge. Yeah. And, so. and that's the thing, I don't know, it's like, I don't try, like, yeah. as a professional, I don't put on too much to get yeah. to a blow. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's just how it'll always be. Yeah. Um, muscle. Well, yeah. For someone in yours, it's speed and down. Yeah. Like, a little bit of muscle probably slowing down. Yeah, well, and sometimes I just wish I was a heavyweight. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get in there and bang. There's no eight, twelve rounders where to just, turn. Yeah, just, you know, I get to eat and do whatever, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's part of the sport. Yeah, you yeah, have to do what, yeah. What's part of the sport, you know. I wouldn't change anything. No, there's no way I'd change anything. Well, like I said, but when I go back to Athens, when I went into Athens, it was totally different than going into Sydney. Yeah. Sydney, you sort of got, I wouldn't say spooked out, yeah. But like that thing where you just, whoa, what's going on? But when I went into Athens, it was different. I knew I was there. I knew, I knew about the diamond balls. Eddie was me. Yeah. I knew about the pools up the road, whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Had sort of, yeah, yeah, had yeah, had to take the winning there. Yeah. So, ducked in the line. Yeah. I knew what was going on. You saw just went, yep, this is it. Let's go now. But, yeah. Right, I'm always having. But I had media still bring me and go, hey, Brad, are you going to make weight this time? Of course. Yeah, I had media <laughs> bring me after. Go to the media. Yeah. I think I'm part of that now. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Well, yeah. after I um, made weight, yeah. I was on the phone. And they said, oh, did you weigh in, Brad? Uh, did you make weight? And I said, yeah, I weighed 50.7. That's all right. I was freaking 51 kilos when I went to bed, so I was on weight. So, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I wasn't going to make the same mistake. Yeah, fuck it. So, Athens, talk me through. Where'd you get to? How'd you get it? Uh, so, second prelim, you know. My fourth on Sola from the US, who was a um, bronze medalist, a world champ. Yeah. Um, bronze. So third. Um, mate, good fight. Probably one of my best fights. Even though I lost, yep. I still class it as one of my best fights. Um, only because of the amount of pressure I had on me, the build up, yep. to call myself Olympian, yep. to come back from four years ago, the yep. build up, like, so all that yeah. past behind me, it just was. The biggest relief ever. Yeah. Like, just going, yes, I'm done. Yeah, um, And it was totally different. Like, you know, I went out to the opening ceremony. It was different, you know. Um, just the whole vibe was different. I just really enjoyed that, that yeah. whole experience there in, in Athens. And, you know, even though I lost that fight, and I still passed as Yeah, just one yeah. of my best fights. So I really enjoyed it, and... So what, it was that on points? That yeah, points. So yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember yeah, watching I remember it. blowing out. It blew out a little bit towards yeah. the end, but the scoring back then was, yeah, unbelievable. It, well, it was, yeah, really weird. Some days you get the big scores and yeah. the next day... Because it's basically what the judge got, and every hit was a, was a point. Yeah. Was it? And then, so it's basically yeah, hit so more, hit more games, and don't get hit. Yeah, and how, it's like a little game boy, so you've got five judges, you've yeah. got red and blue button. If one judge seen a clean shot, he would open... And up for the other four, yeah. and the other four had to press within the second to get the point. Yeah. So it's really weird, and but one of my best points, and the best thing about it was um, the um, well, the coach then, the the one I said about Sydney. Yeah. He sat down. He goes, Brad, do you want to do a video analysis? He goes, and I said, Yeah, if you want. And he came. He came up to me. He goes, No, we don't have to. He goes, I was fucking very happy with your fight. Yeah. Right. And, Man, wow. So, Athens done. How old were you at this stage? Twenty. 
20, oh, it would have been about 25 then. Yeah. So, oh, 18, 22, that comes, yeah. 24? Yeah, 24, 24 yeah. So, where, where did your career turn from here? Where did you go? When did you turn pro? I turned pro in 2012, I think. Yeah. Was that whole decision because of how the Commonwealth Games and all that was set? That you have to be an amateur to be able to qualify the Olympics and um, Yeah, you yeah. had to be an amateur for the Olympics and Cons. Yeah, as um, soon as you turn pro, you basically yeah. pulled yourself out of that. Yeah, but yeah. now the rules have changed. changed again, yeah. 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 Back, so. yeah, which I think is great because it holds so many people back from doing both things. A lot of a lot of amateur, a lot of professional boxers that are that were world champs went back to amateur and they got beat. Yeah, because it's just the it's completely different. Different. They yeah. build up really slow. Yeah, the pros where. It's points and in and out. Yeah, fast. yeah. Well, so, what's what's amateurs? Three, 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 threes. But it's quick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's and yeah. everyone. It's not like a, an amateur round here where you, you know you go watch your guy for his first or second fight, where he's got thirty seconds in it and yeah. they're done. These guys are top line athletes who can go the three minutes at a hundred percent, have a quick sixty seconds gobble and there, and go again at a hundred percent for three yeah. minutes and throw around. So, way beyond. Yeah. And now then through it, I'm going to need to win too. Yeah. So, um, Mate, yes. When was the change and why was the change? Did, did you uh, just feel it was time? Oh, I didn't, never really wanted to turn professional. Yeah. I don't know. Who talked into it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think we just come up with a, a five-year plan then, I think, and, you know, yeah. just to win a couple of belts and just get out there and, yeah. you know, have my first fight at the Sands. And, so that was your first one? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember um, talking about it, we were just talking up there and, that's what memorised me about you was, was your footwork, and I remember you just yeah planting or creeping your front foot forward, creeping your until you're on old mate's toes, and you give a feint and he tried to pull away and he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, Next minute he just went bang bang like three. Typically, that's the first actual professional fight that I went to. Was yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, that was a good night and great. You know, after that I tried to go for a strong title, second fight, and was was Fox Fox was there uh, at the stands? Was it? it was on. Because, like, once again, no social media, no YouTube, no, no, no phones like that. I'm pretty sure, yeah, we had the cameras and like that. Yeah, and then I went the Australian title. But this, the Australian title I went for the second fight. I brought someone who was pretty experienced in the professional ranks. His yeah. record wasn't the best, but he'd been around for a while. Yeah. And I tried to do it fast and do it quick, and but mentally I wasn't. I'm like, I wasn't. I knew. When I was in the dressing room warming up, yeah. and I knew something was off. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. Went out there and I got hit on top of the head, and yeah, just I just wasn't with it. No. Um, and then I fought for a then I had another fight three weeks after. And I had to fight for a state title, and I went up to um, Townsville. I won that. Yeah. I uh, won a couple of little things around, like the WBU. Yeah. I, I won that out at um, Ipswich Way, which was good. That was a good ten rounder. And then Rex O'Con. Yes. Yeah. He said, yeah, right, let's, and then we disagree, right, we'll take you on. Yeah, so that's so, the WBC title, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the Asian regional one, yeah. and we just said, yeah, we'll come over to yours. And that's where the absolute... Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, that's, them highlights still give me shivers. I don't yeah. really watch all the fights, you know, I watch some of the highlights, and yeah. another big one where you just learn from your mistakes, and, yeah. you know, he got me, and got me with a shot, and just... It was like a return, so yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, that was even all the way through. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, um, and it's different because I didn't know they called out the scoring halfway through the fight. 
Oh, oh, that yeah, they do round four, they do round eight, and then you, yeah. So, so you know where you're yeah. at, you know if you've got a chase, yeah. you know if you, yeah. So it's a bit different. Yeah. Because that would change your style, huh? Yeah. Because that would change your style, If you knew you were five rounds down, you're going, oh, yeah, you yeah, go, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll go two rounds as hard as I can, see if I knock him out, or, yeah. mate, there's no point getting beat up anymore. No. Yeah. And then I was here, like, and he got me, so, and, yeah, yeah, went from there, and, fuck, that's all. Yeah, fuck it over, mate, mate, to be there, to be in that. Like you said, where was that? That was in Hong Kong. That was in Hong Kong. So that was like yeah, Hong Kong. It was yeah. different kettle too. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Like walking down the crowd. And How many filled? It was full, wasn't it? It was full. Yeah. Like a, well, this one, I think it was over five thousand in there. Yeah, but um, atmosphere. The atmosphere and like he partied something bad, like in the ring or not bad. Yeah, that they didn't like. They'll just boo you. Yeah, oh, I yeah, you, you heard yeah. it. Yeah, there's no way you could block it out. You just break up and then they like. The best thing to go when they send a clean shot, they put as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, but if yeah. I was holding it too long, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Before we jump into what you did, tell us the difference that you found between your training for amateur and your training for professional. Now, obviously, we were speaking about amateurs, three trees. Professional bouts, you're going on eight, 12 rounds. Eight, yep. eight rounders, 12 rounders, three minutes and that. Now, did your whole game plan change in throughout that? What was your different mentality coming in? Yeah, because when I was even amateur, we were doing 4 2, so totally different again. So, like, yeah. um, you know, it was fast, in and out, quick. Yeah. The trainer on your toes all the time. Yeah. Um, don't switch off, you haven't no, got a second to switch off. You don't get a breath. No, you didn't do so, too many long runs. Yeah. The long runs were sports yeah. sports specific yeah. sort of stuff. Like like yeah. Yeah. Hate, um, hit sort of training, yeah. High and intensity, then, high heart rate. When I went into the, the pros was slow, you gotta build into it. Yeah. You're a turn more with your shots. Yeah. Um, you see yeah. so much in his fight there. First round or two he's just nothing. Yeah. Just yeah, Jeez, feeling them out, and yeah. you know, it, it takes a while. You can blow yourself out when you're your first fight, you know. You, so, did you, you start doing more longer runs? And that, um, yeah, it was a bit different. Um, was it more heart rate based? Oh, well, I remember every Thursday I had to do a slow 15k run. Yeah, slow. And, and no, no, pull it back. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I was saying, oh, here's me telling you, no, you're going too fast. I'm like, yeah, you know, I find that running now, yeah. and um, you know, I've only recently got, got him running once again, but. As soon as you get over that heart rate zone yeah. into the next one, uh, in the zone three, or you're burning those extra calories, you blow up. Yeah. And you blow out by the time you get 15. But if you sit in that, that zone where you're... It's, just, yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so hard to pull, pull you back, especially when you're an explosive athlete. Yeah. And you want to go, and you, you think, let's go! And you're a little yeah. over the you just want to get out there. And but, little, but like That training, that middle range, if you can get that down, that actually benefits you. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and all right, this is where I'm going to start to go now is from 
Yeah, turn it up, turn it up, and you yeah. can see him break, and you see the lines go, oh, fuck, he's, he's still got more left in him here. So. Yes, and, and yeah. totally, it shocked me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I found out about a little bit more about fitness. Yeah, it's just again, and yeah. the longer runs, because I never ran 15k, as an yeah. amateur, it was always 5k, yeah. you do it fast, you do it as fast you can. Yeah, get home, yeah. yeah. And like, when we're getting into we were doing 2,000 meter sprints. Yeah. But, Crazy shit, like yeah, yeah, a 400 yeah. meter track, every lap had to be under a minute 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, then our break was the seven minutes. Yeah. Actually, if I tried to do that now, no way. No. All our rugby league training back then, that was 400s. Yeah. Well, that was probably the massive. And no, all under a minute 20s, and then you get 30 seconds to cover. Yeah, go again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was all that break on, break yeah. on, break on. Just getting that yeah, out. Yeah, we're con- continuing that. And when you're running distance as well, yeah. you fucking have a lot of time to think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then no. when you would have been running, it would have been fucking Walkmans if you oh, wanted to yeah, take that no, no, I had me, um, Dismant or yeah, Dismant in your pocket. The no jump, the yeah. no skip one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we used to take them down the skate park, put them on the no skip until you come off and it shattered everywhere. No, it was fast. Make sure you had your batteries loaded up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway through, you Pulls your hip out one side because it's 10 kilos yeah. down your fucking hip down. And as the worst yeah. was running about music. Yeah, that's right. You'd you think, think too much. Yeah. And you'd be thinking of the quickest shortcut to get home. Yeah. Even though, you, like you said, you're not blowing. You're not doing it. You're not out of your comfort zone. You're just thinking and yeah. blowing and, and trying to keep it open. Which actually, you know, for people out there who are listening, that, that'll actually increase your you know, your heart rate or your resting heart rate when you're up in that high range zone. It actually pushes everything up. The more training you do in that, you know, 160, 150, 140 heartbeat zone, you know, over a certain amount of time, you'll actually be able to be able to put more effort in and go faster, but your heart rate will stay in yeah. that zone. So that's the reason behind doing that training there as well. All right, so jump into that, mate. 2,000 2, days off out of ring. What did you do in between? What have you been doing? Oh, after uh, Boston, after... Well, I have a little boy, so... Oh, yeah. Probably one of the... Oh, he's definitely one of the best things yeah. that happened. So he's, he's three now, so, yeah. you know, he's getting in that age and where he's... Bit more playful, he can start to understand sports. Um, yeah, funny little fellow, he's changed everything for me. He's kept me a calmer person. Yeah. Um, and the best thing about the Australian camp, he has loved it. Seeing dad in there. Seeing dad. Seeing he will all wake up in the morning, um, and I'll do my training in the morning. He will wake up and he'll sit in the garage with me and wait till I'm finished, or he'll bring his iPad in there and just wait. Yeah, right. watch. Yeah, yeah, Daddy Train, yep, yep. And then I take him out to the gym. He loves going to the gym, yeah. so. Mate, for me, that's, I was lucky enough to be, have a really young father as well. And up and down the sidelines, yeah. rugby league, sand with the floorboard. Yeah. And there's some of the best memories. So, yeah, to be able to do that, you'd lose. Oh, man, man. He, loved, he loved it. And he got the shits with me last week because he was asleep. Yeah, and I had to train him. Yeah. yeah. And he woke up and he goes to, you know, my partner, Andrew, and he goes, Mum. Where's dad? And she goes, he's at the woods training. Mum, and he asked us three times. Anyway, walked around the whole house. Where's dad? And then he had the face on me before I went to train. I said, oh, sorry, mate. And he should have seen the he gave me. Filthy. In the coach, yeah. Filthy. Filthy. Ha, ha, ha. And um, so I had to say, look, I'll bring you home a, a uh, kinder surprise. Yeah, <laughs> butter him up, mate. First thing, as soon as I got in the dry, where's my egg? <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Yeah. Oh, so, um, but I, I remember it's the same thing. Dad went on a run, playing rugby league. You said I'd be coming around. Yeah. I'd actually chase him down the street. Yeah. And um, he turned around, he was up the top of the hill. He's like, What are you doing? You can't run. Yeah. Like, 
But it's been the best game. It's been the best game. And one thing is, like, being out of the Hinkling Boxing Club, it's just, you know, yeah. family. He gets to run around in there and he gets to see see yeah. dad training. So who's, who's coaching you out there? Uh, Stephen Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, and we've been good mates. We've been a couple of Queensland teams together. And yeah. I said to him, look, I want to take this fight on. Um, I'd love to have you, you know, yeah. if, you, if you want to. I'd just do me one thing. If I look slow... Or if I look like I'm getting hit too hard, yeah. you pull the pin. You yeah. have an all respect for the city. Yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Alright, so you got Magic Man. Yep. Mark. Jules. Sleeves. 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 Yeah. 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 I watched him fight um, Brock Jarvis and um, totally different ways. Like Brock's a beast and young Mark, the Magic Man, he was, um, you know, he's been away and he went up a couple of positions. Like Brock. Yeah. Anyway, I was sitting there watching and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm good, good run. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I seen he had a fight in March and seen the posters getting out and everything yeah. and went, oh, yeah. Anyway, March was coming up pretty quick and I went, oh, I'd send a message to his um his coach. Uh, in yeah. the back of my head, I'm already planning stuff. I'm already planning siege with the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Anyway, he goes, Yeah, I'm, I'm now 
And still, because I've signed a contract with enough like that. It's fun. Yes. You're looking you forward to it. Yeah. yeah. You okay. go to sleep yeah. going, what am I going to do tomorrow? I can't wait to get yeah. down there tomorrow and do me. And, and this is probably like, you know, and. I think that's a key factor, mate. That's a, that's a big sign of. Yeah, you And it's good. Yeah. Probably the, another thing that's come out and um, was before going into a professional fight, I'll be pretty strict. Yeah. But there'll be one weekend, probably a month out, where I'd go on a bender. Yeah. And I'd sit at the pub and I'd drink all day Saturday. Yeah, right. And maybe Sunday and you go, fuck it, right. Because you're, what, cause you're wound up, wound up, wound well, up. I just, you think you're, yeah, just, oh, yeah. I, I just stress. And I had a breakdown not long ago. I had a breakdown on Friday with my partner. Yeah. We knew it was coming. It's a cycle that always happens. Yeah. And she knew. She yeah. knows. See it coming. Yeah, she yeah. knew it was coming. And I'm, like today, I'm a prick of a man when it comes. And I apologise for that. And she said it coming a mile away. She let Pity know. Yeah. She knew it was coming. Yeah. The best thing about it, I didn't go to the pub. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, um, good. you know. But how good to end? Oh, yeah, she, she sees a lot of things coming before I do. Yeah. She knows me more than yeah. I know myself. But, um. People think boxing individual sport, it's far, well, mate, I, I still, far from. Well, I still speak to my sports psychologist. Yeah. And that's been years. Yeah. And, um. She said, how you going with the first one? So I've done the first one, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And I went through it. Yeah. I went through it, but this one I knew it was coming. Yeah. And it was about that time where I hit the fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, look, mate, I've got 20 days to go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's not going to change. And, no. You know, not the nicest man to be around. When you're getting into that yeah. fight mentality. Yeah. So but it completely different like, switch. No, I'll start, yeah, yeah it's, and it's tunnel vision. Yeah, that's and, right. And There's nothing else around. You don't care about anyone. No. And I don't. I don't no. care about it. It's a selfish sport. Yeah. I try to make it more about family this time. Yeah. Where before I didn't have family. Yeah. And this is why I'm loving it. Because I get to take my kid out. Yeah. To train it. Angie's there, she's been with me. Yeah, I've seen her at the yeah. gym the other day. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other older one, the stepson, Logan, he's coming out to the gym now. Yeah. He loves playing PlayStation. Yeah. That's what he loves to do. But he's, right. been, he's been saying, no, I'm coming to the gym today. you still got that tunnel vision, but you're able to, to share the enjoyment that you're having and everyone can, can bounce off your energy. Yeah, probably. And I get to bounce off there and yeah. see him. Yeah. Warms, yeah. warms up with me. Yeah. You know, you nothing better. Yeah, nothing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to so, yeah, so, mate, when's that fight? When's that on? Uh, we've got 20 days, uh, June 5th, down at Melbourne, down at Melbourne Pavilion. Yep. Apparently, it's one of the best venues in Australia. So, yep. um, you know, with Team Melissa and Jake Ellis, he's, he's the promoter down there. Yep. Um, the people looking to get down and get in the fights? Yeah, mate, there's, they've got, uh, you can jump on Jake Ellis's page or let me know if you want to get some tickets or, yeah. you know, he's got his little ticket tape or whatever it is. It's on Epicenter as well if you want to buy the um, link to watch yeah. as well. What's that? Epicenter? Uh, Epicenter. Is that, is that where it's going to be streamed? And yeah, it's streamed. Yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll send that link out later. Technology. Um, yeah, never had that. Yeah, we'll, put, we'll put all that in the bottom of the, of the yeah, um, Spotify or yeah. YouTube or whatever. But I mean, I'm excited. Like, it's... Yeah. I've got an opportunity to do something for my dad who passed away two years ago and I promised him a strong title. I missed out the first time. You know, it's... Put yourself in yes, position. I put it, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, whatever happens, win, lose, or draw, or whatever it is, I, I know I've got 110 yeah. percent You won't come out and go, oh, I wish I would have done that. No, it's just on the book, who knows, I'm like, yeah. retire him. For the 27th floor? Yeah, so. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, mate. So that's the fight out of the way. I just, I just want to touch on all the other stuff that you've been doing outside. In, in those two, in those five years, basically, you had off. 
What, what did you get involved? I, I, we spoke about it in the beginning. Um, you know, you keep your hands to yourself. Yep. You're very much involved with the Indigenous community as well. And, um, you know, pathways to in sports, and especially in boxing for, for the Indigenous community. Yeah, I, 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 I took up art when COVID hit. Yeah. I did a lot of art, you know, which is, you know, shirts and fishing yeah. shirts. So I do that to have a good momentum. Um, yeah. You know, if I'm struggling a bit, I'll pick up a paintbrush, go buy cans, and I'll just start painting. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone laughed at me when I grabbed my first one. I said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to start painting. Yeah. I said, you've never painted in your life. I said, yeah, it's right. Painting, I work on the, oh, I work on the, on the board for the um, Australian Indigenous um, Advisory Committee for the Olympics. So we work with the Olympic Committee as well um, to give our athletes a better chance. Like we've got, there's 4,000 athletes, uh, Australian athletes, and now that 4,000 only have 52 Indigenous Olympians. There's not many of us. No. And we've got to try to break that barrier. I don't yeah. know what it is, like if it's... Finding them, or if they're, them, or if they're not getting pushed enough, yeah. or they're getting in that cycle where it goes around, right, uh, I'm doing what my mum and dad are doing, yeah. that's what they're doing, yeah. and they just break that cycle, or it's homesick or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're trying to give them better um, opportunities to get in there, and so that, that's been really good. Um, yeah. I love that where I get to go out to schools and share my story yeah. um, in the Indigenous communities, and local schools, you know, there's so much in it. Also, just you know, family yeah. on your because of that. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, mate, mate. Yeah, well, um, last time, share your socials. Where can people find you? Oh, mate, just um, just on Instagram or Facebook, just normal. Uh, Twitter's on there as well. Yeah, um, that's about it, really. It's just Brad Hall. Yeah, just Brad Hall. Yeah, um, it's not not too much. I don't have all the nah. ones, but yeah, you know, social media to me, it's, yeah, how we try to. You gotta promote yourself too. Yeah, I mean, you know, boxing is a pretty shitty sport, especially in the amateurs. So, yeah. well, it's, it's a lot easier now yeah. to yeah. promote yourself. Yeah. Um, All you gotta do is talk shit. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the bad side of it. Yeah. You know, before you had to, um, you know, people wanted to have to promote you. You had to be good at your sport, and then you got promoted. Yeah. By you know your, your major news, and people would spend money on flyers and posters yeah. and getting you on TV now. You can sit here with a bloody camera like I am, you fucking, yeah. Or do your own little like, yeah, I'm going to fucking bash this, bloke. Oh, yeah. oh, next minute you got yourself a fight just for talking shit. So, yeah. um, mate, I can't wait to watch a fight on the 5th of the 6th. I'm so glad to back in. Mate, your story is absolutely, like I said, when I started diving into it, I was just like, holy fuck, we've done so much, man. It was, um, that's the best thing, like, I, yeah. like we were talking yesterday, and I said, I still haven't realised how much I've achieved. Yeah. So what, what was, was that actually a, a point for you? Was it like, oh, right, I've made it? Or do you look back now and go, holy fuck, I've done all that? I've, yeah, I see that. So you know, at no point do you think, like, yes, I've made it, I'm on yeah. the path, I'm a professional. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, no, it's, oh, yeah. I hate people telling me I can't. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. You know, no, you're not doing it. Yeah. And like, oh, I can tell you right now, people who told me for four months ago, you're too old, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't tell me that.
Wow, that was the Any Given Chance podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, if you want to see some more action, head over to our socials and give us a like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube at the Any Given Chance podcast and on Instagram and TikTok at Any Given Chance. And if you can hit share and subscribe, much appreciated as we grow. Plus, we're always looking for new guests. So if you know someone in the midst of a battling good little bit of adversity or someone who's been successful, message us direct. We always check out inbox. And of course, if you want to check out old episodes, repurposed ones, you can jump over to our website, which is anygivenchancepodcast.org. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm your host, 3AM365, Matty Menion. No days off, no excuses, and I can't wait to catch you on the next one.